Welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. Got a great episode for you guys coming up. We got Ian Finger coming on the podcast once again. He's on call as usual. But the big announcement for this episode is that we have a new segment uh, towards the end of the podcast with, with Ian, the hot take segment where we debate our, uh, our some of our hot takes. I'm not going to spoil what the topics are in the intro, but we have some, some topics we talk about and uh, the takes are hot. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But uh, more seriously, we talk about the uh, NBA playoff first round, um, NBA awards. Uh, so it was a super fun episode, uh, one of the best episodes out there. So I uh, hope you guys stay tuned in. hope you guys are ready. And uh, let's get straight into it. All right, welcome back to the studio. We got Ian on call. What's going on, Ian? How are we doing, Tyler? Three times on the podcast, Ian ties ties the record. Tie on the podcast. Yep, yep. Um, so of course, you know, we're talking NBA today, and then, uh, like I said in the intro, Ian, we got our uh, we've been talking about it for a little bit. A uh, hot take segment at the end. Stay tuned for that. Um, but no one's ready for it. They're not ready. They're not. Um. But first game, kicking off serious right now in the NBA. Uh, Mavericks, Jazz, game one, went to the Jazz, game two, went to the Mavericks. Um, Mavericks were at home for both those. So, Ian, what are your overall thoughts on this series? You know, not one of the most interesting series of the first round, but still a competitive one. Sure. I mean, um, it probably should be 2-0 for the Jazz right now, for being honest. Um, Jazz just looked terrible in both games, if we're going to be completely... Um, honest here, uh, with how Doncic, uh, the Mavericks, did, uh, they said amazing. Uh, with the Jazz, uh, with Mitchell, Gobert, the matchup problems that they create, um, they probably should have rolled through the Mavericks these first two games despite the Mavs being at home. Uh, also, Jalen Brunson, awesome performance a couple nights ago. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. He's been, really yeah. He's been good in uh, both the games. Um, I think he had almost 30 in the first, or maybe he did have 30, and then he went off for 41 yesterday, which is career high. Yeah, which, yeah, which when that happens in the playoffs is, you know, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, of course, being such a young player that he is as well. Um, but I have one question for you, Ian. Um, if Doncic, you know, he'll he'll probably sit for game three to get him more healthy for four, five, six, seven if needed. Um, who is the more important player for the Mavericks right now? Is it Brunson or is it Spencer Dinwiddie? Um, I think Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think in order to create shots, you kind of need a um, versatile guard up top as they usually have with Luka. I think the rest of the team's used to having that kind of feature guard in the offense. So I think it will come more naturally um, to the rest of the team. Uh, which is why I think it's very important that Jalen Brunson does play and shoot well in these playoff games without Luca. Right. Um. Yeah. Especially being more of the point guard and uh, having more of the ball at all times. Um. Overall, though, I think it's Spencer Dinwiddie just because his ability to score um has been proven more than Jalen Brunson's uh, over the past season. Um. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought he was one of the best trades. Um. On the trade deadline, we know there was a lot, but. If Luca comes back, 
Um, I'm taking Mavs in six. Uh, Ian, what do you think about the rest of the series? Who wins it? Um, I think this does go to seven, and I do think that the Mavs win it at home. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. If it goes to seven, you know, Mavs obviously favored with the home court advantage. But last question for this game, actually. If the Jazz do happen to lose this series, whether Luka comes back or not, is it time for Mitchell to find a new team? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I kind of get the feeling from the Jazz that this is kind of a broken record here. Amazing regular season, kind of cruising through high seed in playoffs. Um, <clears throat> they kind of dropped off at the end of the season, which is why they're a five seed. But I really didn't hear anything concerning about them. Uh, like, whereas we did the Warriors with Steph not playing and the questions about cool. We'll get into the Warriors later. Mm-hmm. But, um... I think that this team uh, was uh, very consistent over these past couple of years. And I think that it really depends on how fed up Mitchell is at this point. Um, I mean, obviously, you have Gobert. Uh, there's a lot of things that will change if Mitchell leave, leaves. Um, it will be almost like a domino effect because when Mitchell leaves, I think that Gobert leaves. Um, they they had young talent like Clarkson. What are they going to do with him? So it's a really toss up about whether Mitchell is going to leave all these um, amazing pieces that he has around him. Uh, and then at that point, which team wants him? Like who has the cap space to pay that man? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great player, so he's going to want a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, I think for the Jazz. Uh... If they want to keep Mitchell, they have to sign a big player because I don't think Gobert is getting it done at this point for Mitchell. Um, so many first and second round exits in the last five years with being a top five team in the West, like Ian said. They have good role players. They they're I think they're one uh, star superstar away from um, making a Western Conference run, making a Finals run. Um, Actually, I have a, I have a kind of hypothetical. Yeah. Um, obviously, we saw the Lakers kind of fall apart, and I imagine things are going to change over there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we see something like Anthony Davis to Utah? Like, are you saying Anthony Davis specifically, or just like a player of his caliber? A player of his caliber, or maybe specifically the Lakers, or that teams that should have been good this year but struggled. Obviously, mm-hmm. the main main focus being the Lakers. So. Mm-hmm. Probably favorites to win the NBA championship at the beginning of the season. Didn't even make the plans. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Jazz. It's like I don't want to like be sarcastic or anything, but like LeBron said last the last All Star break when he was like, "Yeah, you know, Gobert's the last pick because no one uses the Jazz in two K, whatever." That's the only thing. They're a small market team, is what they are. Um. Yeah. And they don't have. Uh. I don't think enough publicity to get a star like Anthony Davis. Um, we saw James Harden go to Philly. That was that was a huge thing. Um, all eyes were on that. Um, all right. I mean, it's not a bad. Uh, they're not bad. That's the thing. They're they're just a small, really small market team. They don't have that much in cap. With uh, they have to pay Mitchell. They have to pay Gobert. Um, Gobert is just a guy who demands money for some reason. Um, <laughs> right um but i think if they manage somehow manage to get rid of a few contracts maybe clarkson goes um and they sign someone big you know they'd have to do a lot of especially if it's a free agent like anthony davis will be this season um 
and of course they're you know they're a top five team in the better conference in my opinion uh they're just gonna have to persuade the guy a lot uh because and they're gonna have to pay him a lot too i mean this is the jazz we're talking about when you hear about the jazz making big moves yeah yep i agree but yeah uh that's our take on the jazz maverick series um we both got uh I got Dallas in six if Luca comes back and Ian has him in seven. Um but yeah, Utah might fall apart if they lose this series. So let's move on to the next game. Alright, next game we're gonna talk about is uh one that has caught a lot of attention this series. Um Nuggets Warriors. Uh I picked Warriors in five at the beginning. It shifted to Warriors in four. Um Ian, what do you think about this? Um, uh, yeah, Warriors in four, man. Mm. <laughs> they got Curry back, and Poole, Curry, Thompson, Draymond, defensive presence. Um, Wiggins. Wiggins, like, I mean, there's, there's so many names. But, um, <laughs> I really, the only name you could say for Denver is Jokic. I mean, obviously Jokic, MP, MVP finalist with the uh, Embiid and uh, Giannis. But, um, I was looking at some, uh, this a couple plus minus stats, mm-hmm. and um, I think it it's it shows that uh, the on average um, the Nuggets are like plus uh, like like plus seventy like it's an absurd absurd amount for like in game, yeah. but they're like uh, I think not seventy seventy too much, but like plus twenty when um, Jokic is in versus when he's out, it's like minus thirty. So the the impact that man has on that team. So the fact that he can't play the full sixty minutes every game, um, I, I think that hurts him a lot. Uh, and, and obviously, Steph's a problem, Poole's a problem, Clay's a problem, and they're all not on the on the court at the same time. So it's just like you got to guard like a superstar, like every single minute you're on the court, which is hard to, hard to do. Right. Um, when you look at this Denver team, obviously Jamal Murray's injury this season has affected them a lot, but they still managed to beat the play-in and get the sixth seed in the playoffs. Um, I expected better from this Denver team, to be honest. Um, but when I made my original predictions last week, I didn't think Curry was going to play as much as he's played in the first two games, um, let alone score 30-plus in one of the games. Um but yeah, this Denver team, Ian looked at a bit of stats for Denver. I'm just going to go off the highlights. I saw Aaron Gordon go to the corner every possession and just sit there. Just absolutely do nothing. Um, and that brings me to what is my only point about Denver is that they have no other guys. Like Ian said, the plus minus is ridiculous. They have no outstanding defenders, um, which you see some bad teams uh, have. Maybe like the Pelicans, they have a couple good defend- defensive guys. Um they have no good defenders other than Jokic. They have no good go-to scorers other than Jokic. Um, obviously, it would be a different story if Murray was in, but he's not. Uh, but yeah, I just thought, you know, I picked Warriors in five. One being one reason being I didn't think Curry was going to be uh, playing as much as he did. And I also expected a lot more, not just from this Denver team, but from guys like Aaron Gordon and Bones Highland. Like, But now that I'm just, I've watched both these games so far. It's like, no, they, they can't compete with the Warriors. Um we we will talk about Jordan Poole later on, um, but yeah, uh, Warriors and four. Ian, what do you think about that? Agreed. Yeah. It's not not that hard of a pick after two games. Um, so let's just get straight into the next game. 
uh, Grizzlies, Timberwolves. I picked Grizzlies in six in this one. I thought I didn't think Minnesota was going to win this first game, but Ian, what do you think the do you think the Timberwolves can keep this up and maybe pull out a win in this series against the two seed Grizzlies? You know, I don't think they win the series, but I do think they do keep it close, and I think that um, Grizzlies in six is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually watched the full T Wolves game. I was doing nothing that day, yeah. but I did watch it. It was like the first playoff game. It was kind of. Anyways, um, uh, well, watching the game, the the Grizzlies were getting um, they, they were getting fouled a lot, which shows that um, defensively the Teals are having a hard time containing John Moran, um, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. On, on the back end is just such a defensive presence. Um, I think that. <laughs> The T-Wolves only won that game, one, because Anthony Edwards decided to look like the MVP of the NBA, yeah. um, and two, that um, Carl Anthony Towns was uh, very dominant. He outplayed Jaron Jackson Jr., and I don't think they can keep that up for seven games, or in this case, six games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they maybe get one more back at home, uh, but that's about it. I think Memphis rolls them by 20 uh, tonight. Yeah, I can definitely see that a young team, you know, thinking about like, oh, we got beat bad. We're supposed to be a two seed. Um, this is a playoffs. They have a bit of bit of experience under their belt now. And uh, yeah, I agree with the take of a blowout tonight in this one. But the T Wolves, um, Anthony Edwards, past uh, two games, you know, going back to the play in last week, he went off for thirty plus as well in that one. And Towns was god awful in that first game against the Clippers. Um, his foul trouble, his, he had a couple dumb fouls, but, um, yeah, Anthony Edwards is, is winning the league over and kind of showcasing why he's the number one pick. Um, but yeah, this T-Wolf team, I think, uh, I still think Grizzlies in six, you know, John Morant's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, I think he goes for 30 plus again tonight. He had 32 and eight in the first game. Um, yeah, but I agree with Ian. I just can't see, you know, Carl Towns putting putting up these numbers or i can see i can definitely see anthony edwards uh continue to do this but i just can't see carl anthony towns angel russell step up uh in a big playoff game so yeah i'm yeah. i'm second with grizzlies and six though i agree with ian uh maybe the timberwolves sneak one at uh at home you know, I, got a, I, I got a little question for you mm-hmm. you know i think that anthony edwards has had a quietly amazing season this year it's because he's like. Here's the thing. Everyone. It's like what I said with like he's bringing attention to himself and showing why he's the number one pick. This yeah. year, you know, after these, after the play-in game, um, after you know, uh, this game where he scored 36 in his first playoff game, he's on the T Wolves. No one's paying attention to him. Um, the only guy they're paying attention to is the All Star Carl Towns, who also won the three-point contest, which brings more eyes to him. But he's a six-four forward who's averaging over 20 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Like, that's those are all-star numbers maybe in a different year, maybe if he's on a different team. You know what? I was thinking about that. I think he's, like, top 15, maybe even top 10. This season, at least. Really? Just this season. Just this season, I think no, he's okay, at least yeah. top. Yeah, just this season. Like, I'm not saying it right now, because I think that uh, at least 10 other players haven't beat out. Um... 
But for just this season right now, and the way he's performing in playoffs, I know it's only been a game, but still, you drop 40, you, you gotta you gotta get some uh, attention. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think he's he's gonna be super good in the next coming years, and I think he's top 15 right now. Um, Maybe a little preview of hot takes right there. But, uh, but um, maybe top 20 for me. I mean, right now he's the best player in the league. No one else dropped 36 other than Jalen Brunson, but I like Anthony Edwards more. So, um, but yeah, right now he's the be- he's been the best playoff for- performer uh, if you count the play-in. Um, but yeah, that's not a like right now he is a top he's a top player in the league. But you know for the season, I'm still saying he's at most top 20. But uh, yeah, we both got Grizzlies in six in this one. You know Timberwolves, they looked good. They uh, got the seven seed, won the play-in for the West. You know, not a bad season for them. But, yeah, I just can't see this Grizzlies team falling asleep again or falling asleep three more times. Um, So, yeah, we both got Grizzlies in six. All right, next game we're going to talk about, or next series, I keep saying games. Um, Sixers, Raptors, uh, I'll let Ian talk a little bit about this one, but I got Sixers in four. Sixers are up 2-0 in the series right now. I got six series in five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, obviously, we both think that the Sixers are going to win the series fairly early in this one. Um, I think we all see why Embiid um, probably going to be the MVP, uh, in my opinion, early should be. I agree. Um, uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah, there's not much to talk about. Sixers are a better team, even with James Harden, like... Uh, kind of struggling um, in terms of scoring. Yeah. The couple guys, the this, this Sixers team is another team that has a couple guys that can showcase why they they could be top players in the league, maybe not this year, but in coming years, like Tyrese Maxey. Um, I was going to say, Maxey looked really good. Yeah. He's looked good in both the games. Uh, he's super quick as well. Uh, and the Raptors cannot guard him in transition. Um, but yeah, like Ian said, there's not much to talk about this. Five and four, There's is there a difference? I don't think so. Um, but the Raptors are a lot worse than I expected, to be honest with you. Van Fleet has underperformed. First game, he just you know, he just had a bad game, 18 points. He went for 18 again last night, um, but that's because he was in a little bit of foul trouble. This Raptors team, though, in my opinion, does not look like a playoff team. Um, they also don't look like a 40 and 20 team. Yeah. It's, uh, Sorry, 15 30. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This there's like is there's not much to talk about. Six is in four or five. Um, next game, we'll go with we'll go with a little bit of a controversial series around here. Bulls Bucks has been a lot of talk about it at school. Um, first of all, Ian, did you did you watch this game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. What an awful game. Um, I think the over under. For total points in this one, what was it? It was like, what, like two, two? It was two thirty, <laughs> and they didn't score two hundred combined. Uh, one of the worst games to watch. Uh, a lot of people at school, mainly Bulls fans, say refs sold. It was on the refs. I think that Giannis should have fouled out. If we're being honest. Yeah. Like that was a foul on Pat Will over the back. Yep. But I went from. Bucks in five to Bucks in four after this game. Mm. 
Not a big H. difference, but a lot of people at school say if the Bulls win a game in this series, they consider this season a success, which is kind of sad. But I can't. I mean, the talk. fact that we haven't beaten the Bucks yet this season is uh, a little concerning. Well, I went I went Bucks in five because I think DeRozan. Um, the Bulls just have good players. Like all of them could go off for one game, and I think Game Three would be the most likely for that. Um, but like the Timberwolves Grizzlies series, I think they get obliterated tomorrow night. Um, you think they get destroyed by like forty? I think I would uh, favor the Bucks by tw- about twenty-five plus in game in game two. Giannis is not going to go for a close game again. Um, they know. I mean, these two teams know each other very well. They've played, I think, what was it, four times over the season. Yeah, no, I think more than that. Maybe but, uh, four or five times. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think the Bucks just run them over. They know exactly what the Bulls are going to do. And, you know, the Bulls might know what the Bucks are going to do, but who's going to guard Giannis? Uh, I think Giannis has 40 and 10. I think Middleton has tw- over 20. Um, holiday 15 plus. Yeah, Holiday goes maybe 15 and, 15 and 8 assists or something like that. And DeRozan will have like 25, and that'll be it for the Bulls. Vucevic used up his uh his magic all in one game as well. What an awful player he is. I'm sorry. He will, he will not hit another three, unfortunately, this entire series. I'm sorry, but the Bulls are going to have to trade Vucevic and get a better center if they want to do something next year. That, yeah. that I mean, you can't shoot. You can't have them. First of all, he can't have the most shots on the team. Um. He sh- he was nine for twenty seven and still had the most points somehow. He he shot twenty seven times. Center shooting or what is that like thirty thirty three percent? Yeah, and he missed a wide open layup to give the Bulls the lead in the last minute thirty. Um, there's no ranting at this point. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, let's move on from this game. Bucks and four. Ian. Bucks and four, yeah. Um, another series that we don't have to spend much time on, Hawks Heat. <laughs> um, Hawks Heat. Uh, a lot of people are giving the Hawks a game or two in this one. I don't see it. I think Heat and four. No Heat sweep. Yeah. Um, next game. One more game to talk about before we get into the series that everyone wants to talk about. Um. Pelicans, Suns, Suns and four. Pelicans and seven. Pel- <laughs> Not a bad take. Uh, no, when the spread's minus ten every game. <laughs> I think the Suns uh, win by a lot every game. Um, Pelicans are not good. For the Pelicans, if they got if they got one game. Yeah, the Pelicans aren't good. Um, now we might have to spend some time on a series though. Nets, Boston. Ian, I'm interested to hear. Um, your series pick for this game or for this series? I have the Nets in seven. That's what I have too. Yeah. Give me the Nets in seven. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna put uh, KD on a playoff stage, and he's not gonna go for his measly little twenty-one or like he did versus Boston game one. Kyrie's having thirty a game. KD will drop a fifty-piece this series. I guarantee it. And most likely, I think it'll come in, in the game seven. Tatum is going to have his usual breakdown. Um, 
Tatum's pretty inconsistent, if we're being completely honest. Jalen yeah, Brown, shaky from the free throw line. Jalen Brown. Wrong. Amazing defensive team, as we saw on SportsCenter, them locking them up on that last possession. But um, uh, I think that the Nets have so much talent and so much playoff experience with that team that um, I think that they do take this series and upset uh, the Celtics. Mm. Uh, this is one of those games or one of those series. Which, would it be an upset? Uh, I don't know if it would be. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. On paper, it would be seven versus two seed. Uh, the Celtics are really good. They Celtics are really good. They surprised me a little bit in that first one. I didn't expect them to come out and win that game. I thought the Nets would win game one. Um, but apparently, I've I've read a couple of things. I've listened to a couple of podcasts uh, after this game. Apparently, like I didn't know this. Um, and of course, Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year. I didn't know that the Celtics were the defensive team that they are. I'm so I, I just didn't know that. Um, I don't follow the Celtics as closely uh, as mo- a lot of people do, but they're really good on defense, Ian. Yeah, I know. Um, like, super good. Yeah, they, they, lock, they didn't lock Kyrie up uh, in the second half. They kind of did in the first half, but... But they held KD to 20. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard thing to do. Um, but yeah, we both got uh, Nets in seven, which I, I think is, is pretty pretty accurate um you could go either way in that series it could very well be Celtics and six as well yeah right um it's just a matter of who will have a bad game first katie and kyrie or jalen brown and jason tatum so yeah yep yeah um right now we're gonna get into our picks for nba awards so stay tuned all right um we're gonna get into a little nba awards talk before uh, we run out of time to talk about that because I didn't. I'm not fully sure when the actual awards are. We know the finalists. We know Marcus Smart just won Defensive Player of the Year, um, which, in my opinion, is good. I don't like. I don't really have an opinion on Defensive Player of the Year. What about you, Ian? Uh, nope. I don't really pay attention to defense in this day and age. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is a couple things we want to talk about. First is Rookie of the Year. A little bit of a bias. Uh, I'm going Cade Cunningham. Uh, who do you have, Ian? Um, I think it's hard to ignore Cade's numbers. So yeah, I mean he's the only non-role player on this list between Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even though the Pistons suck, um, the fact that he is their number one, their their uh, their go-to man at all times. Um, it's kind of uh, entertaining just to watch a rookie go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and especially the numbers he's putting up. I think he's going like 20 plus at this point, like yeah. 25 and something. I, I can't tell you exactly. But um, I just know that Cade's been uh, going off. Right. I think my reasoning for Cade is that he uh, had injuries at the start of the season. Um, and a lot of people, you know, bust, bust, calling him a bust. And then he comes back, you know, for the second half of the season and works his way into probably i mean i think if we're just going off the nba where you can just predict every award um they'll probably give it to mobley because he's been first in the voting all year but i just think kate has had a great recovery from his injury to average 20 plus his team sucks but there's no one around him to do good i think the pistons you know we'll start the hot take segment off right now the pistons are making the playoffs next year (laughs) you think yeah, here's 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 what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give you a hypothetical, Ian. Yeah. 
we got Cade, right? We got Marvin got Bag, Cade. Marvin Bagley, Cade. Um, Name me three other players on the Pistons right now. Jeremy Grant. You know, that's all I need to na- name. All right, <laughs> that's all I need to name. All right. Um, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay, what a rookie! Went for fifty points. Um, Sadiq Bay, Cade, Jeremy Grant, Marvin Bagley. Uh, good core right there. And then boom, we go into the draft. Paolo Banchero to the Detroit Pistons. That's how we make the playoffs next year. Okay. Actually, as a 10 play in, I'd say play in. I wouldn't say playoff. I'd say play in. We win the playoff. We win the play in and we get the 8 seed. Well, let's be. Yeah, I think they make the play in pretty much a guarantee. But Yeah. Um, I would say, you know what? If we're starting off the hot takes here. No, no, we'll uh, talk about uh, NBA awards, but just like, what sure. do you do? You think Pistons have a chance to be good? In, maybe not next year, but in the future. I mean, yeah, as long as they keep getting the number one overall pick <laughs> every single year. That's a good point. Um, as long as they get a top three pick and Paolo doesn't go first, uh, they just tank until they have a starting five of all number one picks. Mm-hmm. You know, not a bad idea. It's actually a terrible idea. You're right, it's not a bad idea. It's terrible. Um, so let's go into uh what I wanna talk about. Uh I'm just gonna I'm gonna go on a little rant right now, another little bit of a bias towards Michigan. But how is Jordan Poole not nominated for most improved? Um Here, here's my reasoning first before you before you give your argument too. G League player last year. Comes in at the end of the season when Curry's not in. They know they're not making the playoffs. Make Goes on a little bit of a run. People start to know who this guy is. Um, obviously, you know, I've been on him since college. Uh, he had a great shot against Houston in March Madness to get to the Elite Eight. But that's not the NBA. Um, he comes in at the last couple games of last season. Uh, puts up some good numbers without Steph. You know, Warriors weren't in the playoffs. Uh, people start to know who he is a little bit. And then he comes in this season. No clay, so he starts pretty much until middle of February. Warriors are the top team in the West. Curry's got MVP votes left and right. Uh, top voter for MVP for a while with Jordan Poole as his uh, number two guy. And then fast forward a little bit. Curry and Clay are both playing. Um, he slows down a little bit off the bench. And who else slows down? The whole team. Warriors fall off a little bit. Then they fall off a little bit more uh, due to the injury to Steph Curry. Poole comes back into the starting lineup, averages 27, 5, and 5 on, 40, on 50, 40, 90 shooting, which is an exclusive club in the NBA. Then he comes into his first play, first two playoff games, goes for 30, and then 27, 8, and 6 in the next game. Jordan Poole is the most improved player, and I expect him to be an all-star next year. Um, yeah, I think he really hit on everything. I mean, averaging 27 as a G League, quote-unquote, rookie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of insane. But you do look at the three finalists, Darius Garland, John Morant, and DeJounte Murray. I think he should be there instead of Morant. We've known that Morant is top five in the league right now. When was he not good? Uh, that's that was my that's my question for the people who made this Yeah, list. Morant. When was Morant not a dominant force on the basketball court ever. Um, Darius Garland 
He should. He game. he's the one guy I agree with. I think Darius Garland. I, I agree. Also, you gotta agree with Murray. I mean, carrying that <laughs> god awful Spurs team to the plains. He he was he was good last year. It's just another yeah, one of the. Reminding me of the, reminding me of the, uh, the Pistons. You know. I mean, like he he was good last year, and he was an All Star this year. I just I've never heard of a most improved list that has three All Stars in it. Um, just doesn't make any sense. I love John Morant. I've said it multiple times on the podcast. He's my favorite player in the league. Um, he's not, he's more of an MVP candidate than a most improved candidate. Like what, what is that? Um, he didn't have any injuries last year. He shouldn't be nominated for this. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but if we're going off the three finalists, I'm going Darius Garland. Um, yeah, I, I gotta, I, I gotta agree with that. I mean, if you look at all the <laughs> all the comments on Twitter, I mean, I hate to do this. Everybody is going Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole. Right, right. It's Jordan Poole. It's, there's not a, really a debate. There's no one that's agreed with the three finalists. You know what? You know what? You know what? Sleeper pick, Miles Bridges. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was favored all year to win at Miles Bridges, and he's not there either. Um, I just think a most improved Ian is for players who don't get much recognition during the season um, or the season before because they weren't as good the season before. And then they come into the awards and, you know, most improved player. And then next year you kind of start to, oh, they have the most improved player. Uh, they have this guy that, you know, they have, you know, let's say Darius Garland wins. They have Darius Garland. has been an all-star, won an award last year. Um, he's a threat. Um yeah. I don't think it's that serious of an award, but it's just it it gives players a lot of recognition and a lot of you know a pay increase. But it's Jordan yep. Poole. It's Jordan Poole. It's uh, Jordan Poole. Yeah. Um. So the next award, Sixth Man of the Year, it's Tyler Hero. Don't have to talk it's much Tyler about Tyler Hero, undoubtedly. Yeah, I don't have to talk much about that. Um, no. my Coach of the Year, uh, Taylor Jenkins. I don't think that's much of a debate either. Um, I think uh, maybe Monty I think Mon- Williams. Yeah. Monty Williams. Yeah. So you're going Monty Williams. I'm going Monty Williams. Yeah. I mean, it's between those two. I think Eric Spolstra has been a coach for too long. We can't pick him. Um, He's been good for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so now, last one here. Um, MVP. MVP. Uh, we both said we said it earlier, but. Um, We'll talk a little bit about it. It's Embiid, in my opinion. I, I mean, yeah. Averaging thirty as a center. Yeah. <laughs> Absurd. They're gonna... I mean, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I, I want to change my, I want to change my pick. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to change it to Jokic. Mm-hmm. Here's why. You remember how I was mentioning the plus minus mm-hmm. when Jokic is on versus on the court? Yeah. Most value, valuable player is most valuable player for that team. Right. Right? Right. Without Embiid, sure, the Sixers aren't as good, but they can win. Right. Um, if the Nuggets don't have Jokic, they don't make the playoffs this year. They are a 13th seed. Here's my thing with the MVP. Um, that's a really good point. I think they're going to give it to Jokic because of his numbers. Um but I think each of these players fall into a specific category. Giannis is the most unguardable player in the league. Um, sure, but 
look at his supporting cast. Right. The the Bucks are you know he's on he's on probably the best team out of all three of these guys. Um, yeah. Right. That's a good point. Um, I think Embiid is the most dominant player in the league. Of course, like Ian said, he's averaging the most points. Um, he's the score. He won the scoring title for a center to do it since Shaq. Um, and then I think Jokic is in a class of his own with his ability to pass, score, um, and rebound. Just do everything as a center. Um, but I just think I think he makes everybody better. Right. Right. Um, which is why I think he's the most valuable, quote unquote, to a team. Mm-hmm. Right, that's. I mean, I think it'll be Jokic. I'm not like if any of these three, they all three deserve it. Um, you know, maybe Giannis takes a back seat because he's already won two, and you know, I don't think either Jokic or Embiid will do much more in their careers than win a couple MVPs. Um, Yo. Embiid has a chance yeah. to win a championship, but I don't think Jokic yeah. does unless he gets traded or something. Giannis will honestly they'll make the finals this year. Yeah, I, I have the Bucks winning. Um, but. Yeah, Ian's got Jokic. Uh, I've got Jokic winning, but I think it should be Embiid. Uh, so yeah, that's our uh, picks for NBA awards. Now let's get into the hot takes. Okay, um, hot takes. It's it's time. New segment. Uh, obviously, we're not the first to do this by any means. But first topic for the first hot takes segment we've ever done. Um, more a little bit more bias towards Michigan. Is Jordan Poole the best player out of Michigan in the NBA? We're not talking about college players because obviously Michigan have had great college players. Is he the best player to come out of Michigan and be the best player in the NBA? Let me let me get this straight. Let me say this on the record. Absolutely not. Okay. Get out of here. Okay. You want to know who is? The best player out of Michigan in the NBA? Who is it? It's Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner, dude. One year. It is. It is Franz Wagner. Do you know what I'll let you do? I'll let you say Mo and Franz. Both of them? Yeah, the the, the Wagner brothers. The they Wagner both went to brothers? Michigan. So. Yeah, I know. Um, great take. I love both those guys. Loved watching them in college. Um, I know... My dad will probably listen. Uh, he will say Chris Webber or Glenn Rice. Just because they're a Hall of Famer. Not a big deal. Um, yeah. In my opinion, it's not a big deal. Have they ever uh, had G League experience? Have they ever put up 30 in their first playoff game? Nope. Have they ever been a second option on a top team in the West? That's all I'm going to say. No. You know? Have they, ever, have they ever captured the NBA world... In two games of a of a playoff series, Jordan Poole went from a guy who was a guy on the Warriors to after to the first, first, yeah, he's the guy in the NBA right now. Like we said earlier, everyone is saying he's the most improved. Um, that man is going to get paid this summer. Um, Jordan Poole is the best player to come out of Michigan. And if you disagree, see me in five years when he's won five championships. And he's got five all stars. That's all I'm gonna say. Because of Steph Curry, not because of Clay Thompson. No, because he's averaging forty. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are not where they are this year without Jordan Poole. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. So, next we have three. By the way, we have two more. Um. Yep. This is just. This isn't. We we can make. Uh, a hot take out of this. It's just it's kind of another topic to be honest. Dark horse for the NBA 
championship right now. Ian, who's yours? Um, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Wow. Not a bad take. You don't know why? Why? Because the New Orleans Pelicans have Brandon Ingram. Certified bucket. Certified bucket. Want to know who else they have? Who else they have? They got Zion Williamson. He's coming back for game three. Hmm. That's a hot take in itself. Exactly. They're pulling him off the bench. Zion, Zion, he's coming back for game three. Quote me on it. He said he wants to come back. The organization might not let him, but... Hey, I, I mean, we'll see. I, something's brewing down there in New Orleans. No. They got CJ McCollum, who will turn into basically Ray Allen 2.0. You sit him in the corner, he's going to go 10 for 12 on three. That's Aaron Gordon 2.0. They're going to wipe the floor with the Suns. They're too good defensively. Chris Paul will have another playoff breakdown like he did with the Clippers. And the Rockets. Devin Booker's going to get distracted by whatever Jenner or Kardashian he's dating. Who's he dating? No clue. I think it's Kendall Jenner. Something like that. He's going to be he's going to be staring at Kendall again. I, mean, I don't know. It seems like a distracted squad for uh, New Orleans could come and knock out the ballpark. Pelicans in seven. Pelicans to the ship. That's what's going to happen. He's, you know, I have the T-Wolves, but let's talk about the Pelicans for a little bit more. If they go to Game 7, you know, which is very likely, who's going to guard? First of all, who's guarding Brandon Ingram for set, for six games? No one. No. Who's guarding him? Mikel Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year nominee. Psh, psh. Not that tall. Um, He's going to be snoozing under the basket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we go to Game 7, right? Let me, another hypothetical. Um, yeah. We go to Game 7. We got... Jose Alvarado, CJ McCollum, you know what I'm saying? Valanchunas, Ingram. Like you said. Don't get me started. Valanchunas, sleeper with the NBA center. Sleeper MVP in the next couple of years. That's all I'm saying. Not a bad, not a bad take. Um, no. But we get back. Let's not get back to the hypothetical. Sure, sure. So we're in game seven now. We have certified bucket getter, Brandon Ingram. No one's going to guard him. We got CJ McCollum, guaranteed 35-plus with eight threes. Green light machine from the corner. Right. His release is, you know, second to none. Exactly. We go into that. Chris Paul's like, oh, my God, I'm in a game seven. He goes for maybe 10 and two, two assists. We go in there. Devin Booker's like, oh, my God, you know, I thought I was the MVP. I should have been MVP. He's just in his head. I'll give him a solid 20 and zero. Right. No threes. Absolutely. Not. Who else do they have? Who's gonna? Who's they have Bridges, but here's what's gonna happen to Bridges. Bridges is gonna score over ten Bridges, points. Brandon Ingram's gonna rock him like a baby. By halftime, he's gonna be in his little crib in his locker room, little Phoenix Suns locker room. He's gonna be sound asleep. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna be snoring. He's gonna be snoring, and that snoring is gonna get in Paul's head. He's gonna go for ten and two, and the Suns are gonna lose. And and you know what he's going to be thinking about when he's snoring and sleeping? The, sl- the Slim Reaper 2.0 is going to haunt his dreams. Brandon Ingram. Just dunk after dunk after dunk. I'm saying T-Wolves because Ant-Man, you know, yeah. 
What a player. Who wins that series? T Wolves or the Pelicans? We got we got we got the T Wolves with the best shooter shooting center of all time. Carl Towns, three point champion. Yes. Um Anthony Edwards top five. Scratch my top twenty. He's top five this season. Top five second year player. That's all I'm saying. Should have been number one. A lot of people say in a redraft, Lamella goes number one. Best player that went to Georgia ever. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's move on, though. Sure. Best? We'll move on. You know, that kind of... All right, I'll just end the NBA talk Um, for right now. Yeah, Last... The future, am I right? Yeah, like we, exactly. That's, that's what hot takes are for. They're not for right now. No. Who is the best high school basketball player in the country right now? You know, I got a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, I got Bronny James. Okay. And you know what? You want to know who else I have? Who do you have? Very underrated. Very underrated pick. I got Jake Feagan. Is that underrated, though? No, it's not. Best shooter in Illinois. Guaranteed. Right. Literally automatic. You call him, call him CJ McCollum. Am I right? Not a bad comparison. He's going to wherever he goes to college. I mean, he's going somewhere. Obviously, best high school high school player in the in the country right now. Right. Um, and he's gonna be the next big thing in the NBA. So number one overall, I'll tell you that. Drop some stats right now. Twenty points for a Nutria team. Who was really good this year? Best nutrient team of all time. Not a big deal. Um, twenty points. You know, great team guy. Doesn't uh hog the ball. You know, passes around the perimeter. Gives um, it to Jackson Barrow a little bit. A little bit of right. He's got great players around him. Uh, utilizes them to perfection. Mm-hmm. But you know, Jake is a close second to Mikey Williams. <laughs> You haven't heard of if you haven't heard of Mikey Williams, you've been under a rock, you know. Fourteenth, fourteenth ranked player in the class of twenty twenty three. He got it out the trenches. We know he, we know he got it out the trenches. You know, started small, got those overtime and slam deals. Now he's, you know, still says he's uh, has a bad living situation, but you know, you know, he's living in L A. Uh, in a very, very nice neighborhood. But you know, I think we're extending this a little bit. But I got a number for it. You want to know? It's Jake Fegan. Mm-hmm. It's Bronny James. It's Mikey Williams. One who he might even not be in high school at this point, but they might bring him back just because he's so short. He could be. Who? Julian Newman. <laughs> Guys, here's the thing with Julian Newman. He's been in high school for ten plus years. Who else has done that? <laughs> no one. It's unprecedented. That's what I'm saying. He's in his own league. Exactly. He actually might be somewhere in East Lithuania. He quoted he was going there for pro basketball. Yeah, but you, you know, know he's still in high school. Right. He's in high school until he's in the NBA. But Julian Newman, Julian Newman does not deserve to be talked about this much. Nope. It's facts. That. So that was the hot take segment. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, that's enough of of that though. Um, but. If you see Ian Finger in the title, just know there's going to be a hot take segment. Exactly. And it was it was super fun. 
Um, but that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, excited it's to watch. A little hot. It was very hot. I'm sweating right it's now. A little hot. That's what I'm saying. It was. It was. It was. Um, excited to watch some more NBA games tonight and uh, wrap up the first round in a week or two. But uh, that's gonna wrap up this podcast. It was a great episode, Ian. Thanks for coming on once again. Of course, I'm sure I'll be back in the near future. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so yeah, that's just gonna wrap it up for this one. Hope you enjoyed, and uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening.